Hello, everyone, and welcome to the weekly update. Brandify's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Brandify's VP of Product Strategy. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update. Hello. In our leadoff story this week, the U.S. Department of Justice has announced a lawsuit against Google. They've been joined by 11 states in the suit, and the lawsuit alleges that the company has used unfair practices to gain a dominant position both in online search and in advertising. The suit focuses um, particular attention on Google's relationship with Apple and other smartphone manufacturers and suggests that the company has exclusive contracts with smartphone companies that make its search technology the default option uh, and block out, uh, blocks out competition. The, in the, the text of the lawsuit, uh, which is a 57-page um, document, Uh, The Department of Justice estimates that Google owns 80% of the search market um, and says that although Google started out as um, an innovative startup that was the darling of Silicon Valley, um, that Google is long gone in the text of the suit. The Google of today, they say, is a monopoly gatekeeper of the Internet and one of the wealthiest companies on the planet. So the suit does not outline exactly what should be done if its charges are proven to be true. But in the the New York Times write-up, it was suggested that in lawsuits of this magnitude, often it ta- that's not done initially. It takes a while before the actual you know, charges or next steps are, are, are outlined. Uh, they certainly could eventually include... Um, cancellation or unwinding of contracts, uh, such as between Google and Apple, or even uh, breaking up Google into smaller companies. But uh, that's not going to happen right away. Um, It will take months, if not years, before the case even reaches trial. So there's a lot lot to happen between now and then, but certainly momentous news uh, for Google um, in relation to the antitrust actions that have have already been happening for a while in Europe, but have now uh, reached the U.S. for the first time. Foursquare, a company whose evolution has taken it from popular consumer app to market-leading location intelligence company, has launched a new experimental virtual assistant called MarsBot that is intended to work primarily with headphones and earbuds as an auditory form of augmented reality. In the words of Foursquare's founder, Dennis Crowley, MarsBot is a lightweight virtual assistant that proactively whispers local recommendations and other fun snippets into your headphones or earbuds as you're walking around. Already available for iOS, an Android version is said to be coming soon. Next, we have an article from Ben Fisher on the Bright Local blog. Uh, Ben is a well-known commentator on local search and one of the uh, Google My Business product experts. Um, He writes about the the direct edit interface. Uh, There's really no no consistent name for this uh, at this point, but basically what it is is the interface that allows businesses to edit certain parts of their Google My Business profile directly from search, and now they can also do the same thing in the Google Maps app. So um, this this interface was first launched in 2017. It's recently been expanded with more features uh, and the addition of of Google Maps as as an entry point. 
Uh, Fisher says it's been designed, uh, the, the purpose behind it is to make it easier for businesses to edit their information without the need to log into the GMB dashboard. Uh, in the article, Fisher says that 90% of Google accounts contain only one to three business locations. And it's those types of businesses that this interface is designed to appeal to. Uh, for them, he says the business profile is the product, not Google My Business as a dashboard. Um, and so, uh, again, it's about ease of use for those small businesses. Uh, Fisher says that Google's internal name for this interface is the new merchant experience with experience uh, spelled with an X at the beginning. So NMX is the acronym. Um it includes uh, different components now, including a performance page with information from GMB Insights, uh, options to edit your business, to promote your business, to connect with customers, a uh, more prominent entry point for Q&A. Uh, so those are the things that Google is highlighting, uh, suggesting that that's what they want businesses to pay most the most attention to. Um, Fisher says that the, this interface might seem like a threat to agencies that work with small businesses um, who may uh, feel that they are may no longer be needed in the minds of businesses. Uh, Fisher su suggests, though, that that's not the case and that, in fact, uh, these moves are going to help build awareness uh, among a broader base of businesses, which uh, once they get exposed to the details of GMB, they may even be more likely to ask for help uh, once they see how complex it is and how much ongoing maintenance is required to keep these GMB profiles in top shape. Joy Hawkins offered a presentation last week for the Moz Whiteboard Friday series on some GMB features that do or do not impact local ranking. Hawkins notes that her company, Sterling Sky, does extensive testing on the factors that influence ranking, and that they've come to the conclusion that only four features in GMB have direct impact on ranking in local results. The Google Shopping team has published a new blog post that unveils some features that are designed to make it easier for holiday shoppers to find the best deal on products they're um, looking for, both online and in nearby stores. So the, the new features are all around price. Uh, they include what's called price insights, price comparison, and price tracking. So the price insights feature, you can actually see a screenshot or a GIF of that in the Monday memo if you'd like to take a look. This is a feature that basically tracks prices across various sources so that when you see an item and pull up its details uh, within Google Shopping, you can see where its price fits along the typical range that Google has been able to capture. So is this pri the price that you're seeing, is it higher or lower or right in the middle in comparison with prices at um, from other sources? Uh, price comparison, uh, similar but not quite the same, uh, lets you actually see side by side the price and shipping options from a range of different stores. And then price tracking is the final feature. And this is actually an alert system that you can configure. So if you're very interested in purchasing a product and you want to know uh, when it goes on sale, when the price drops into the low range, uh, you can actually set up an alert system that lets you uh, receive notifications when the price is good for an item so that you can jump in and buy it at that time. Google users are noting that health and safety attributes for hotels have begun appearing in mobile and desktop search. 
these hotel attributes are different from the health and safety attributes, which we've reported on previously, and were added to the attributes list in GMB for other business types. For hotels, Google has begun sourcing information from a different set of attributes directly from the hotel chains or through the GMB partners that represent them. Hotel health and safety attributes can be configured globally across all hotels in a chain or can be specific to each hotel location. Great. Well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out on Brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the weekly update from your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlison, and we'll see you next time on the weekly update.